0: Welcome back to Decomposition. My name is Mernal.
1: And I'm Anjali.
0: And on this show, we take songs and we break them down. We talk about music theory, we talk about lyrics, we talk about themes, and most importantly, we discuss why we love the songs that we love. Anjali, do you want to introduce the uh, song for this episode?
1: Yeah, today's song is Karma by Taylor Swift. It is the 11th song on her 10th album, Midnights. Um, And she recently. Released a remix version with uh, Ice Spice, and it's also a music video now from this album.
0: Yeah. We're uh, recording this on uh, Saturday, May twenty seventh. So that music video just came out like just last night. Out. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what was funny is that we delayed like doing this episode because of our honeymoon mm-hmm. and taking time off for that. But it really worked out. Yeah, <laughs> that we waited because now she's released more ways to love this song, which I think is a bop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, what are your first impressions on this one, Murnal?
0: If I'm completely honest, on first listen, I did not like this song.
1: Mm. You're always a downer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always like, it's a bop, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> eh, eh.
0: <laughs> it's no shake it off. No, but... Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh a man of taste.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't like the song on first listen. Um, you know... I, as listeners of the show will know, I'm very much into the music side of things. Mm. And musically, this song is kind of repetitive. Um, A lot of similar notes, a lot of similar um, melodies. Um, It's in A-flat major Ionian, which is standard A-flat major mode. So nothing really caught me musically. But um, just like the other Taylor song we did, Would Have, Could Have, Should Have, I think she does a great job of tying in musical themes with her lyrical themes. So it wasn't until I sat down and looked at the lyrics that I really started to pick out the really intricate details of this song and kind of fall in love with it. Yeah. How about you?
1: For me, this, uh, I, first of all, I loved it. It was a bop from day one. Yeah. <laughs> the day she released it, I was like, oh my God, I like this song the most. Like, oh, this and Lavender Haze, I think, were my top. <laughs> um, but my first impressions were that it is very educated. It is a very erudite understanding of karma and uh, the way it is actually supposed to be interpreted and known. Uh, And she managed to fit that into a very cool song. You know, you wouldn't expect of all people, so we're Indian, big surprise. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, We're Indian American. And we're like, uh, like to see someone like Taylor Swift, who I've grown up with, but I kind of know her as like, You know, for me, it started out as like, oh, some white country girl just doing some really great music, right? Because I was into country music growing up Mm -hmm. and then seeing her go into pop and everything. And now where she is at, uh, I've just loved the growth. I've loved the journey. It's been wonderful. Um, I never thought that something so close to home, like a a cultural thing would be pulled out by her and like used in such a way that I think that it's like, uh, it adds to the experience, you know, like Mm -hmm. she did a really good job.
0: So, I mean, obviously, she's not the first one to use the concept of karma in music. Can you go in a little why you think Taylor's is different or what really resonated with you on this usage?
1: Well, I think the main reason is because the definition of karma that she's using is correct. Uh, When we hear it in colloquial, like, like American terms, people are like, oh, karma's a bitch. Like, that is, like, the only phrase anyone knows how to use karma with, right?
0: Yeah, and it's overly negative.
1: It's very negative, and that's, um, it's okay to use it like that because, uh... Karma coll- colloquially is used as a term for consequences, but that's not what it really is. Karma, like in the actual definition of it, and I'm going to indian explain this to you people, <laughs> because, like, mm-hmm. because I don't know, I guess I, I'm allowed to because I'm Indian. And so this might not be a perfect definition, but like this is how I understand it and have known it in my life. Be- um, basically, karma is like the cycle of the consequences and actions and how they follow each other. So you do a good thing, then a good thing can happen. You do a bad thing, then the bad thing can come back and happen. Mm -hmm. So it's not a negative thing. It is not the consequence itself, right? It is the entire cycle um, and like the state of being in that cycle. But it is, colloquially, I will admit, is used as a consequence. Mm -hmm. It's just not always negative and that's what i think a lot of people when they use it in music they boil it down to that Mm -hmm. and she didn't do that she didn't reduce it and she kept it in the same way that it should be known and interpreted
0: yeah and um you mentioned the idea of a cycle i think it's important to note that um, it ties into like a larger cycle as well especially in um, religions such as hinduism where they believe in this concept of uh, reincarnation, right? Yeah. So when you have positive karma or you have um, karma where good things are happening to you, the ultimate goal of these religions is to reach enlightenment where you're um, no longer being reincarnated, but yeah. you have re- achieved this higher sense of being, right?
1: And that being is like one and complete with the universe around you. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like, uh, like, like an elevated heavenly thing. It's like you and the universe are the same at that point.
0: Mm-hmm. And the way the path there is to build this positive karma through your lives.
1: Right? Yeah. So positive karma gets you to that state of enlightenment. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think she touches on a lot of these points in, in all of this kind of this song. So I just wanted to get that out there as well.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think that what's very important and like the reason that I wanted to talk about this song, uh, because this is actually the first time that we're repeating an artist. Yeah. And it's because I was feeling like, people are not interpreting the song correctly. And there's a lot of like misinformation out there right now about like, Oh, karma is like oh she she's using like for instance one line in the song is karma is a cat purring in my lap right mm-hmm. and they're saying oh it's because she's taking the phrase karma is a bitch like a female dog uh, and she's flipping it as karma is a cat and now she's making it into a positive thing mm-hmm. that's not true while I love to cre- uh, to credit with uh, Taylor with a whole lot of things she does not get credit for the for flipping the definition of karma okay mm-hmm. karma was never a negative thing in. It was never a positive thing either It's a it's a thing, it just exists It's a consequence, positive or negative Yeah For this one, I feel like Taylor is one of the few people That I can see, like, using the word karma And, like, knowing that she did not appropriate the culture She just is very educated on it And, like, is using it in the way that it's meant to be used So I appreciate her use of this word And I like what she created with it
0: Mm-hmm in that case, do you want to start getting into the lyrics and we can go through this song?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it would be cool to start with like that beginning part, which is just music, uh, oh, yeah, which yeah. I think uh, we noticed some really interesting stuff in the beginning of that, if you mm-hmm. want to go into that.
0: Yeah. Um, so this kind of starts with uh, like just some light synths, and I think the beat really kicks in with this record sound. And there's a lot of record imagery on this album, Midnight's, as a whole. But uh, specifically in this song, I think... We just talked a lot about cycles and things like that. So, if you think of a record spinning on a record player, very cyclical. So, it's a she starts off with that imagery. And I think she does this in a lot of her songs. So, she the beginning kind of gives you an image to frame the rest of the song.
1: Yeah. You can hear it in the sound. But then also, she just released the music video. The first scene is a record.
0: Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty
1: funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Go on.
0: Yeah. And, um, I think sh- there's a lot of uh, production in this song. Like, I can get into this even at the ending. Um, but I guess I'll talk about the beginning right now. Um, if you listen to the snares and the synths, it's almost like the production engineer. I'm not sure if it was Jack Antonoff on this song or not. But um, they might have flipped the how the recording was done. So typically, when a sound is played, like um, a guitar or a drum, you hear the sound and then it fades out, right? Like, you can uh-huh. imagine any sound. The way these sounds are recorded on this song, it fades in. So -hmm. someone might have, you know, flipped the recording or done some production magic. So you get this kind of sound that's like, and it's on like the snares on the synths and um, more just bringing up that motif of circles coming back around. You know, it's almost like, like you imagine a boomerang coming back to you. So Mm -hmm. typically you would hear... It fading out, like that's the boomerang coming away, but this fades in. So it's the boomerang coming back. So more right. motifs in this song.
1: Yeah. And I think that um, from that beginning, like record noise, she, it also then goes into the the beat comes in. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a very consistent beat, which like adds to the loop of it all.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah why I called it boring in the first place was because I found it a little repetitive, right? <laughs> but, if you, but as you can see, <laughs> We're talking about the lyrics is kind of the point, right?
1: Yeah. And then her lyrics, like the cadence of them adds to that, I think. Because she goes like, uh, like for instance, the first line is you're talking shit for the hell of it, addicted mm. to betrayal, but you're relevant. And like that's, We've seen her work before. She's very capable of changing that up and making it all creative and stuff. Yeah, it's Which, not like she
0: can't write a melody.
1: Yeah, this she can change a cadence anytime she wants. So this isn't like a lack of creativity here. This is just like adding to that cyclical feeling mm-hmm. and adding to that overall theme she's got of karma being a cycle of consequences and actions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, I think we talked about how karma can be you know, there's no positive or negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what you just, the lines you just said in the first verse, I would um, kind of call negative if I had to give it a label. And these verses, both the first and we'll get into the second one, um, kind of talks about interpretation, I think, of Taylor in media or people talking about her where she's like, um, kind of the rumors she's had to deal with in her professional life. Yeah. And kind of saying, oh, okay, if you guys are going to put this negativity out there, it might kind of come back to you in some case.
1: Right, right. Like, um, so if, if I can get into like saying the whole verse real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, So you're talking shit for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You're terrified to look down. Because if you dare, you'll see the glare of everyone you burned just to get there. It's coming back around. So very... Steady cadence there with mm-hmm. like how she's like saying these, and um, like you're saying, it's sounding like she's describing like this this you that she's talking to yeah. is a person who it's a it's an antagonistic um personality
2: mm-hmm. who
1: has uh risen to some sort of like greatness, but has done it by you know following a path of betrayal and and all these other negative things and talking shit and all of this, mm-hmm. um and. You'd see the glare of everyone you burned to get there. So we're feeling like this person has made actions and that they are being watched and there are consequences waiting for them, right? Yeah. And so the the last line threatens it's coming back around, right? So there's a very, like, it's a negativity in this first verse, but mm-hmm. it's like got this, like, turn of, it's probably going to come back to you, right, in yeah, some yeah. sort of way. Um, and if I can go into the pre-chorus... She says, I keep my side of the street clean. You wouldn't know what I mean. So, like, you don't know what it means to keep your side of the street clean. So, Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't heard the phrase before, keeping my side of the street clean is a sort of uh, way of, like, saying that I'm, like, making sure that I'm not doing anything bad. I'm making sure that I'm like, not hurting people or whatever. Like, that's the kind of connotation yeah, she has Yeah, you being here. a nice
0: neighbor because your street's clean. A
1: nice neighbor, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, like, if everyone kept their side of the street clean, we'd mm-hmm. all be very happy about that, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so she's saying, but you wouldn't know what I mean. So this other uh, an antagonist in this story is not keeping their side of the street clean. They're, you know, just yeah. throwing shit everywhere, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I uh, make a little meta point here? Nothing to do with karma, but just, you know, looking at Taylor's music from when she started to when she does now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she sound so done with these kind of rumors and comments about her? Like these lyrics, it, there's no metaphor. It's coming back around. Keep your side of the street clean. It's literally bare kind of out there.
1: Yeah, she doesn't like, like I think since Reputation, like yeah. she has not tried to like pussyfoot around the fact that people don't like her. Yeah. And like like I think she stopped trying to be liked at the reputation point and mm-hmm. I think that makes sense because at a certain point you are always going to be hated for something you are always going to be picked on. She's being picked on right now for like a ton of things as well. And like I get being done with it cuz like the men in her situation are not being picked on in the same way.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh like and we and we wouldn't be doing this if she was a male so- male superstar. Like you just know it. Like mm-hmm. Uh, and people hate success. People hate success. People hate fame. They, while they also crave it.
0: Particularly for someone as Taylor who got famous so young.
1: Yeah. So she's put up with this for so long.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but she's just like, if I spent my whole life caring what people thought, like, where would I get? Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
1: this is kind of com- bringing it back to the song and the lyrics. And this is very much like, you know, you try to like keep destroying me, keep trying to take me down. But like, I just keep my side of the street clean and things keep, happening that are good to me Mm -hmm. because i keep my side of the street clean you know yeah and that's the concept of karma that she starts to go into in the chorus
0: yeah and just the last line before the chorus being you wouldn't know what i mean implying that you've never done kept your side of the street clean yeah you've never
1: done it you've never had the intention to and you wouldn't know how to if you tried probably because you're just not used to that lifestyle right like yeah it is you're right she sounds done it's um it's from her point of view, it's condescending to this antagonist. Mm-hmm. Because like too often, like that kind of an antagonist is condescending to us, right? So then yeah. you feel like the need to be like, you know what? You don't even get it. You don't even get what living well means.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. So can I go into the course yes, now? Yes, go for yeah. it. So, because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a god. Karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. Karma is a relaxing thought. Aren't you envious that for you it's not? Sweet like honey, karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat, me and karma vibe like that. So I would like to point out what a metaphor is versus a simile.
0: Ooh, back to a uh, fourth grade <laughs> English class.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that's the only thing I ever learned. And <laughs> like fourth grade English was where I peaked. <laughs> and I'm bringing it all onto this podcast. <laughs> So a simile is where you're trying to draw a comparison between two things and say uh, you use it, the words like or as. Mm -hmm. So I can say like, your eyes are like the stars or something like that. And that's oh, a sim. yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, uh, and that's a simile. And then if I say a metaphor, I don't use the words like or as, but mm-hmm. I'm still making a comparison. So like I'm saying, let's say the world is your oyster. The world's not an oyster. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we can, we understand this. So then when she's saying karma is my boyfriend, karma's not your her boyfriend yeah. <laughs> okay and i just want to make this clear she's saying it, it, it's it's a metaphor for a good thing karma is a good thing in my life that i've you know in some way been blessed with because i've kept my side of the street clean. Mm-hmm. so she's saying karma is my boyfriend karma is a god karma is a god is a little bit more of talking about the the all-knowing, omnipotence, like, factor of yeah, karma, right? this is
0: not like you can hide from karma.
1: Thank you. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah, it's, it's so all-knowing yeah. that, like, it's going to be that powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. This is, again, we're in a metaphor. Mm-hmm. It's a nice feeling that I have on a weekend, which just, like, this is a beautiful little imagery that we've got here. And, and karma is, like, that breeze blowing through her hair. And it's a relaxing thought. So karma to her doesn't bother her because she knows it's not going to be a negative consequence that comes back. And then the next line says, aren't you envious that for you it's not? Yeah. Because for you, it's probably not a relaxing thought.
0: Again, going straight for the jugular with those lyrics.
1: That is a very intense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a, like it's like a very like little it's like a threat of like the universe is coming to get you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to come get you because the universe will do it because the mm-hmm. universe does good things for me. So it'll do bad things for you. Yeah. Uh, and so then the second half of the chorus is sweet like honey. Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. Flexing like a goddamn acrobat. Me and Karma vibe like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot about this cat in the second half of it.
0: Yeah. and. I love the flexing like a goddamn acrobat. I think that's my favorite line in the chorus. Um, just the um, unashamedness of it all. Like we talked about how she's done with it or with all the negativity, the criticism in the verse, right? But at the same time, it's the, uh, the positive side of it is also matching where she's done hiding positive things she does because of whatever the connotation might be, right? So flexing like a goddamn acrobat. I love that. And it doesn't really matter if it's, it's talking about the cat that's flexing or it's her that's flexing. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't really matter. It's, she's showing off the positive things in her life, whether it's herself or her cats, which she's also very open about. <laughs> but Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And uh, again, the karma is a cat praying in my lap because love me, it's a metaphor. Like it's, it's that good thing, like you're saying. And also the way she says, God damn, like I think that adds to that line because mm-hmm. I agree. It's a, it's a top tier line in yeah. this song. Uh, she doesn't curse... Uh, she used to never curse in her songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact... When she did start cursing, people were like shooketh. Yeah, was that Even a, though she was like 30.
0: Was that <laughs> reputation or was that um, folklore?
1: Oh, talk? man. Don't ask me when it started. I know she did it in folklore, reputation. I feel like she did. That at one, I feel like she would Even if she didn't,
0: at least the attitude was there.
1: The attitude is there. Yeah, she was a step away from cursing even if she wasn't yeah. <laughs> by then. Mm-hmm. But like at this point it's a beautiful bright song and she's cursing in it. And I like that because it's kind of like, uh, like a goddamn acrobat. Like, like you said, she's very tired of like, I'm not even going to filter this anymore. Let's just say it flexing like a goddamn acrobat because Mm -hmm. like, that's how unashamed I am of this flex. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, can I get into a little bit of music talk here? Yeah. So I'm going to cycle back like karma. Oh, wow. Uh, back to the verse (laughs) for a second here. um, like I mentioned, the song is very repetitive, right? So it revolves around an A-flat note and a B-flat note. Okay. Both the verse and the chorus, very although different, are very similar melodies, right? So, for example, the verse, and it plays it on um, a lower A-flat. So it goes something like this. It's a... Uh... Right. So you have that kind of verse revolving around those kind of notes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it stays in that realm until you wouldn't know what I mean. Then she jumps into the chorus with, because karma is my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Again, revolves around an A flat note and a B flat note. uh, But it's an octave higher. It's an octave up, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's something like... Something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Again, going back and forth between A-flat and B-flat note. So, kind of repetitive, kind of similar. The only difference being that octave jump. And what I love about that octave jump is the connotation of the karma or the consequences that she's talking about changes between them. So, in the verse, she's very focused on what other people have done to her. And it's kind of painted in this negative light. Mm -hmm. Versus in the chorus, she says, talks about Oh these are the good things that have happened to me because of all the positive I've done and it jumps up that octave and I think it's significant that it creates this sense of going from lower to higher mm-hmm. because uh you, we talked about that the entire point of like these eastern religions was to reach enlightenment which is usually portrayed as reaching somewhere higher than where you are currently. Right. So uh, I love how she plays with octaves and music to kind of get that message across and build that metaphor or that um that visual.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's very true. With the parts where she's talking about this antagonist and all the bad things they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like she's like saying like you're at a lower level than I am in this game of enlightenment that we're playing like trying to get to the top right and, yeah. and i've leveled up already look at me and there's going to be more of this imagery later on in the lyrics too oh
0: absolutely it builds through this whole song but mm-hmm. um since we were talking about verse and chorus this is where the first time i noticed it, it was this jump between yeah. these two
1: yeah and, and when you're singing along you're like why do i suddenly have to go really high <laughs> and yeah. then you're like oh oh it's an octave jump yeah
0: yeah and it's a perfect octave like um if she didn't use an octave if she just went up like five notes or something like that mm-hmm. i don't think the imagery would be as clear because it would have just been like, oh, okay, she wrote a different melody for the chorus. Yeah. The fact that it's the exact same notes jumped up a perfect octave, I think really drives home the point that it's another level. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you've repeated the scale, the notes come up in like music theory, right?
1: So, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's that's what I had for this section. We can go on to the second verse if you like.
1: Yeah. Second verse. Um, So let me read it out. It's Spider Boy king of thieves weave your little webs of opacity my pennies made your crown trick me once trick me twice don't you know that cash ain't the only price it's coming back around so again we have the thread of it's coming back around like ending this verse um from the top of this verse it says spider boy king of thieves instantly i was like not spider man Mm-hmm. He's not a man He's a boy And it's a very condescending way I feel like Of talking about someone Because uh, and, and we're not like Literally talking about Spider-Man We're talking about like Because the next line is Weave your little, little webs Of opacity mm-hmm. So she's saying like Go ahead little spider boy Try and like Weave your little like Webs of lies or whatever Opacity being like The state of not being transparent Yeah um, So it feels like This is like a web of lies That, sh- that she's talking about
0: Um yeah, and I it's, you know, these, these two lines, Spider-Boy, King of Thieves, Weaver, Little Webs of Opacity, I think I still have a little trouble kind of really getting into because um, webs of opacity is a very weird imagery, right? Isn't by definition a web have holes in it?
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying is like why she's saying opacity, like it's important to note that opacity is like the opposite of transparency. Yeah. So when someone's being transparent with you, you're thinking like they're not lying to you, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's also the phrase, weaving, weaving a web of lies. Yeah. So it's like turning that phrase on its head and saying, now it's weaving a web of opacity, which mm-hmm. is like a web of lies, but it's saying it in a different like way. Mm-hmm. That is a good question of like, why did she do it?
2: Yeah,
0: I think it's bringing up this idea that you're not succeeding because it's a, a web of opacity is kind of an oxymoron, right? Yeah. A web has holes in it. Yeah. If it didn't, it wouldn't be a web.
1: So like your lies don't even make sense and it's so easy to see through them, even though you're trying your hardest to like weave it tight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um oh, I ahead. think
0: I think that continues in the next two lines as well.
1: Yeah. Um with the pennies my pennies made your crown.
0: Yeah. And trick me once, trick me twice, because it's the you're trying to do these things, but you're not succeeding, right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if I wasn't famous, you wouldn't be either. My pennies made your crown, right? You're picking off these Little bits of fame, because if we were talking about um, people who write about her or start these theories about her, right? If she wasn't famous, none of this would matter, right? Yeah. So... My
1: pennies made your crown. Yeah. Yeah. So the King of Thieves is like that, that king imagery has that crown, and it's made out of her pennies.
0: Yeah. And the fact that she says King of Thieves, right? Just like you said, like Spider Boy is a little bit...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, what do you Condescending, call it? Condescending. Yeah. yeah. King of thieves is like, yeah, you're a king of, of thieves, thieves <laughs> of know. bad
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when she says like, um, it, uh, my pennies made your crown. The other line that that, uh, reminds me of, of, uh, I think it's, if he spends my change, then he had it coming. I think it's in. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, that's, um, uh, I did something bad. I did
1: something bad. Yeah. So if I, if he drops my name, then I owe him nothing. And if he spends my change, then he had it coming. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, a song about, um, like, actions and consequences. Yeah. And she's got an antagonist in it. And that, like, is using her name to make money and is also, like, um, spending her change, basically. Again, the pennies making the crown. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it brings it all back to that song, which is also kind of a vengeful song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. don't you know that cash ain't the only price, because the other price is the negative karma that you're building up, yeah. and that you will get negative consequences from that, mm-hmm. and it's coming back around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, from there she launches back into the pre-chorus of I keep my side of the street clean, you wouldn't know what I mean, and then goes back into the chorus.
0: Yeah, this um, is pretty similar to the first one, I think.
1: Yeah, it's exactly yeah. the same. And then for the bridge. Yeah. I like the bridge. The bridge is really nice.
0: Of course, it's the Taylor Swift bridge. Of
1: course. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's It takes like a break from like the cyclical, like, sort of like, all of her lines before this are kind of like half and half.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it'll be like, it's coming back, pause, around, mm-hmm. you know, or... Like, I keep my side of the street clean. Like, it's broken up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then now she goes through entire lines. She says, ask me what I learned from all those years. Ask me what I earned from all those tears. Ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And now this is three lines that really hit you with, like, her overall theme of, like, I learned so much from all those years, and Mm -hmm. I earned so much from all the tears that she's cried over these bad situations. But everyone, why, like, ask me why so many people have faded, and I'm still here. Like, I made it through to the other side. Mm -hmm. And the answer is karma.
0: Yeah, like, if she didn't work for this, it's not like this just happened. Of course. You know? It's that she put in the positivity, put the positivity out there, put in the hard work, put in the, you know, effort it takes to have a boyfriend, have a cat, have a famous career. um,
1: Like maintain yeah. all these like positive, like impacts in her life through like maintaining the good yeah. relationships, maintaining all the work ethic.
0: Yeah. And then the fame and the money is mm-hmm. the positivity coming back. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: And so then it just ends with her saying, I'm still here. And like, she echoes back in the chorus. I'm still here. I'm still here.
0: Can I talk about those echoes for a second? Yeah, let's do that. Um, Every single one jumps up an octave. Mm -hmm. So she sings it. Then the first echo is one octave higher. Then the last one's an octave higher than that. So again, imagery of walking up the staircase to whatever the ultimate goal is.
1: Yeah. I think another uh, point from the music video that stands out is this part, Mm -hmm. which is where like there's five light bulbs. Yeah, And so first it's her saying, ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. And then the next octave, Mm -hmm. the the two that are like on the wings say, "Uh, I'm still here at Mm -hmm. a higher octave. And then the two in the back say, I'm still here at the highest octave. And then all of the light bulbs shatter. So uh-huh. she's really bringing your attention to that octave change because what do we think about glass shattering with voices? Yeah, it's a high like, pitch. Like, it's like the that like opera lady like singing at the wine glass and it yeah. shatters. So that's like the same thing she's like pushing in the video, which I thought was cool. Mm. Yeah.
0: So much imagery.
1: Yeah, and then we so that's like the start of the bridge, which is interesting because yeah. now we go into this like like uh, it has the same pattern. As, um, which, which part was it?
2: It's the
0: same as a, it's the same melody as the chorus.
1: It's the same. That's what I thought. It was a chorus because I was like, I feel like it, but I feel like it's lower. It is. Yeah. That's okay. That's what, I, that was what was confusing me. Like it was yeah. low, like the verses, but the pattern is like the chorus.
0: Yeah. Because she's again, um, she's talking in the negative sense in this part. So she has to use a lower octave.
1: Yeah. So yeah, exactly. And the, the lyrics here are, uh, cause karma is the thunder rattling your ground. Karma's on your scent like a bounty hunter. Karma's gonna track you down, step by step from town to town. Sweet like justice, karma is a queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Mm -hmm. So here we have karma is the thunder rattling your ground. Um, And so what is the thunder? The thunder comes before, no, cancel that. (laughs) (laughs) Delete this part karma comes, oh, sorry, thunder comes after the lightning. Yeah. So it is a consequence of lightning.
0: Yeah, and I think it's um, combined with the line after that, because karma is the thunder rattling your ground. Mm-hmm. It's meant to give this sense of impending doom, right?
2: Because
1: yeah. you
0: can um, often hear the thunder in the distance, right? Yeah. Even if you can't see the lightning yet.
1: Also, if you think of it as like her comparing it to what maybe this antagonist did, it's like saying like, you, you did some kind of lightning strike, which is something flashy, got a big like show, you know, something oh. that visually attracts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But karma is the thunder, which is the result of that, which is even scarier sometimes, I think every time, than the lightning. Mm-hmm. Because it's like the, you feel it, you feel the fear when you hear the thunder, yeah. right? The, the lightning doesn't strike fear, it's the thunder. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's like, you did this lightning thing but the thunder is going to come back for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, that's what I saw in that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think uh, that line along with the next two, uh, karma's on your scent like a bounty hunter. Karma's going to track you down. This, those four lines together really give me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think musically also, like we said, it drops an octave, but all the music behind it drops out. Yeah. Like um, the drum beat stops, the synths become minimal. Um, and it really creates this sense of impending doom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, um, you might have something from the music video here, but it gives you this idea of you're being hunted by some animal or some, I guess a bounty hunter is what she says. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, like I would be shivering in my boots, (laughs) so to say.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah and I like the karma is going to track you down step by step from town to town. Like that really feels like a chase almost like yeah. that, that, movement that I think we talked about it in the all time low episode where they like make you feel like you're walking down a hallway you've walked down before by yeah. like saying it in that pace. So this mm-hmm. feels like steps of the bounty hunter looking for you, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is very like creepy. Like you said, goosebumps. And
0: I think what makes it, more impending is the fact that we just talked about how she has this imagery that karma is like omnipotent that you can't hide from it yeah so this step by step hunting you down like that it's deliberate it doesn't have to yeah you know like if we want to take the imagery of god or smiting someone she could have gone that direction right right but it's the fact that the slow build is in there i think really gives that haunting sense
1: Yeah, like, she's just threatened by this point that, like, it's coming back around, right? And that, like, karma is a god. But, like, she hasn't outright said karma is going to do something negative to you, necessarily. But what, like, in this part, she starts to say these are the negative things that are happening. They're coming for you. And like Mm -hmm. that, that is very creepy. And I like that a lot. (laughs) Like before this, it was just like mocking the antagonist gently of like, Oh, you Mm -hmm. got your little King of thieves crown or whatever. But like now she's like, it's coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it says, but then the tone changes. So it says like the uh, sweet, like justice, karma is a queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. I think this is a very, very beautiful part because like this really shows you how much she knows like like the concept of karma because it's like it's not just the good things that are coming to me Mm -hmm. it's taking my friends to the summit like we're all going there together because me and my friends are a good group of people and i believe in the goodness of us and the fact that our actions are having positive consequences in our lives right Mm -hmm. um Yeah.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. And musically, we talked about the low octave. Mm -hmm. In this part, it starts building up. She starts going higher and higher and higher, um, finishing with coming straight home to me is like a.
1: It's really high. Yeah. It's
0: really high. And I think either on two or on me, she like really pulls that note really high.
1: Uh, I think it's from home, coming straight home to me. Yeah. Yeah, To me. Yeah. Yeah, So so.
0: I think she like, it's like a vocal run almost where she pulled it really high. So um, again, building up that low to high contrast.
1: Right. I, I might be wrong about that. It might be like the entire like line of coming straight home to me is high. Yeah. I feel like that might've been like, like they have like a background, like vocals that are higher. Yes, even. That yeah. too,
0: the, the same vocal octaves from the, I'm still here that we talked about. Yes. Come back in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so this is karma as the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. That's like, um, a boyfriend who might've been, let's say an actor or something. Is coming home to her. <laughs> that's yeah, a...
0: That was a... That's a very direct reference. Usually she's not that direct, I think, but... That, yeah,
1: I mean... No, she's direct. Uh,
0: she's yeah. named people uh, True. <laughs> There's a whole song called Dear John.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, cough, yeah. cough, Dear John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like she's been direct before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and so... Yeah, that's like... Again, she's saying... A Metaphor of like It's this uh, amazing guy Like coming home to me That's a good thing for me Mm -hmm. Um, And then again Back into that uh, Chorus of Because karma is my boyfriend There's no pre-chorus here She just goes straight into this Yeah Karma is a god uh, And et cetera, et cetera And then on the outro It's karma is my boyfriend Karma is a god She's singing this slower now Mm -hmm. And then she does this Ah Kind of thing And then she does like Karma is a relaxing thought and now I want to know if you thought what your thoughts on the outro were because I think I had a thought, but I don't know if it's valid or not.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I can talk about it. I think this is just kind of repeating the lyrics. So I'm going to focus a little bit on the musicality of it. Yeah. Um, when the outro starts, you kind of notice this swirling kind of synth. Mm-hmm. And what stuck out to me was I didn't notice where that synth started. Yeah. So I think it started some long time before this outro. I don't know if it was from the beginning of the song or not, but it kind of just snuck in there, right? Mm -hmm. And we talked earlier about this being, you know, reaching enlightenment or this higher sense of being. And I took that swirling synth to kind of mean uh, or represent that higher sense of being. So you reach the end of the song and it's this swirling kind of uh, ethereal kind of sound that's there. And then her vocals slowly fade into those synths, like the notes. Karma's a Relaxing Thought is the last line of the song. And she sings it very slowly and deliberately, and it kind of fades out, and the pitch kind of melts into that synth, and it gives you a sense of evaporating into nothingness. Into, like, or, one or enlightenment. Thing, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And... The imagery I thought was fantastically done So that was my thought on the outro
1: Yeah, because we talked about enlightenment Meaning like you are one with the universe around yes. you now And so that's what she's like reaching at the end of this
0: Yeah, so if that swirling vocally. synth represents the universe She has kind of faded into that universe Yeah
1: I had a thought And I you can tell me if I'm wrong about this one um, Like it sounded almost like, you know, like Carnatic music I don't know if I'm saying that right Oh With a mm, Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she says, I didn't even,
0: I didn't make that connection, but yeah, I can see it.
1: It's not like typical like, music like, that we hear in Western culture, like mm-hmm. the notes she hits there. And I feel like I wish I knew somebody who was classically trained yeah. as a singer, as a carnatic singer, which I, I used to know people, but like, now I don't. Yeah. Um, but if I had somebody to ask about this, I would ask, like, is that a thing that she copied, like, that, that she tried to like, in, include in this? Because I think that culturally it would actually make like a lot of sense to do that.
0: Yeah, and I think the whole song is very rigidly stuck. Like, we talked about the melody being the same. We talked about um, it's being in A-flat major Ionian mode. She didn't really play around with much musically until Mm -hmm. this point. Now Mm -hmm. the melody's loose. There's no grid anymore. There's no grid. She just kind of makes sounds and sings and melts into the synth, right? Right. So, um, And I think, uh, I know um, Eastern music, this is very high level, because I'm not very... I'm Westernly trained. Yeah. So um, Eastern uh, in Western music, there's uh, uh, 12 chromatic notes and you stick to these, right? Okay. In Eastern music, they use notes that are between their chromatic. Yeah. There's more notes.
2: There's so more notes for
0: to sure. people who are used to listening to Western music. It sounds wrong. Like you're off pitch or you haven't tuned something properly. Or
1: it's closer to what I think Western music would con- consider like a trill. You know, like where you, yeah. like, you know, or like you're just like hammering on and off, like yeah. on you've, a guitar, like you're, you're moving it around. What's that broken, called? Uh,
0: like a, like a, um, A pull? A pull. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a, a pull or a bend.
1: Yeah. Imagine like what you're doing with a pull or a bend yeah. in, in, in guitar, right? Then like that kind of like that vocal equivalent, like almost like a trill, like that is what.
2: Yeah. Like I a, feel like
1: you're trying to re- refer to when it comes to the vocals, right?
0: Yeah. It's a, you know, something like a. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's no there's no rules. I'm not just playing the note. It's just kind of
1: nah. melting
0: and yeah, going yeah. around, right? And um, in Eastern music, that might be considered okay by the rules, um, but it doesn't really fit with the Western idea. So I didn't really make that connection, but I can see that because she's kind of very, very loose with everything in this ending.
1: Yeah, I wish I had somebody Easternly musically trained in order to ask about that because that mm-hmm. is like, that's killing me because... Every time I hear her do that little hum at the end, I'm like, I wanna say it. yeah. <laughs> it's from the culture, <laughs> <laughs> but but again, not sure. Um, maybe maybe ask somebody you know about that if if they are trained like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those people are more skilled than I am. I never never got into that, but you know, the, like I knew so many people who would like learn. How to sing and do sitar and everything, and like, oh my god, the music's beautiful with more yeah. notes, it's just even better.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: I think we've reached the end of this song here. Um, a lot to talk about, lots to kind of dig into. Um, if you liked what we talked about here, um, Anjie, do you have some other song that
1: you think people would enjoy? Um, well, firstly, uh, I think that you'd like the I Spice version because it's fun, and uh, honestly, like, adds they add another, like, we won't go into it here. Mm-hmm. But they add another uh like verse by Ice Spice, which is like karma is your checks about to bounce and like karma's a fire in your house and she about to pop up unannounced and like it, it uh personifies karma as a as a female force
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is always fun. Um yeah. like I love a vengeful lady <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah. So, but when you go and listen to that and enjoy it, uh, just think about like the the t- kinds of things we pointed out here with the metaphors and you'll be able to interpret it like just as accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So go ahead and listen to that. The, the music video is artistic as hell. Really cool. Um, Renal, you need to see this after this. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, yeah, for another song, I think I j- like similar themes wise. Um, I think I said earlier, uh, I Did Something Bad Mm -hmm. is a really good song. I love the entire Reputation album. Yeah. I I think every single one of those is perfect. But uh, I Did Something Bad is like a very nice, vengeful song Mm -hmm. as well. And um, it just attacks the topic in a different way. Very different musically, Mm -hmm. but lyrically, same theme. Yeah. Similar theme. Actually way more negative
2: <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little more hard hitting
1: it's a little more hard you know what it's a great song just go listen to it yeah <laughs> for its own merits
0: mm-hmm. uh for what m- about you yeah for me uh my favorite part of this song um is the octave play like i mentioned between yeah. the verse and the chorus so i'm gonna recommend another song that uses octaves but does it for a different reason and this song is good for you by olivia rodrigo Mm -hmm. So you have the same concept there where the verse is a lower octave and um, the chorus is a higher octave, but that song, it's very much an angry song. It's about a breakup and all those kind of things. And the difference in octaves really corresponds like a difference in emotion. So, and like, I think I like to say it as two types of anger. Mm-hmm. in um the verses is kind of this quiet reserved hatred that she's kind of holding in yeah. versus where she lets it really go in the chorus and yeah. um i love the play between um the the octaves in that song as well so yeah. that was what i would recommend good for you by olivia rodrigo
1: she's an incredible singer too
0: yeah absolutely all right uh do you have anything else for this one
1: uh no uh thank you everyone for listening and uh check out our other one uh, that we did on taylor swift which is would have could have should have Would be very relevant with speak now coming out soon oh yeah uh well not like relevant to that album but like it's got similar themes as dear john like we mentioned in the episode Mm-hmm. So um, go ahead and check that out If you want to hear some more of us Talking about Taylor Swift songs uh, We also did a bunch of other episodes on uh, Bands like All Time Low, Fall Out Boy Etc. Hosier I think as well Yeah. Um, yeah and thank you for Listening today
0: Yeah and this has been Decomposition We're out every other Monday See ya
1: Bye